Well, today we are going to continue our series called Stop. Now, nobody likes to stop at a stop sign. We're just in too big of a hurry. In our mind, the stop sign will slow us down, but in reality, the stop sign keeps us going. Can you even imagine the total chaos that would happen if everyone was driving in all directions and there were no stop signs? People would consistently run into one another and there wouldn't be any order, there wouldn't be any consistent flow. The stop sign serves a distinct purpose. The truth of the matter is we are actually able to go because someone else has stopped. Well, as I began to think about this and developing this series, uh, there are many things that we do in life that hinder us from going forward. Many things in life that we need to, yeah, we need to stop. Well, this past Sunday, our subject was stop doubting. Our subject for today is stop the drama. Turn to your neighbor and say, stop the drama. Now, before I get into uh, this this morning, I, I want to make a couple of, of disclaimers. Please, please get these disclaimers, because I, I, I do not want to be misunderstood today. Uh, my intention today is not to make light of anyone's pain. Not my intention. Uh, I have sympathy for anyone with genuine pain and legitimate problems. Uh, whether that be physical, emotional, mental, whatever the problem might be. Second, my second disclaimer is, and that is, I want to say that all of us can be a bit dramatic at times. Say all of us. Yeah, all of us have produced some of our own drama at some point. That being said, let me ask you this this morning. Did the drama we created, did it help anything? I'm getting head shaken. No. You know, can, can you think of, uh, of any Bible characters uh, that maybe had some tendency toward drama? I just began to think of a few. You might think of others that I'm not thinking of. How about Moses? You know, as great a man as he was, he seemed to be a little bit whiny at times. Would you agree? Uh, how about Elijah? Elijah, uh, you, you know, God's man of faith and power for the hour. God's go-to man, and yet he held his very own pity party under a juniper tree. Well, how about Jonah? Nothing seemed to satisfy him, right? Well, what about Jacob? He, along with his mother, stirred up the family pot with drama. Even David. Yeah. Even David, the man after God's own heart. But listen to him in Psalm 142 and verse number 4. David says, I look for someone to come and help me. He says, but no one gives me a passing thought. He says, no one will help me. He says, no one cares a bit what happens to me. Wah, wah, wah. How about Thomas in the New Testament? His nickname was 
Doubting Thomas, do you think that a doubter could produce some drama? Well, a doubter would say, I doubt it. (laughs) I have a word for us this morning, and the word I have for us this morning is stop the drama. Stop the drama. All right, let's begin this morning by talking about the people of drama. The people of drama. Now, does anyone's name come to your mind right now? Don't say it out loud. But here's what I know, and that is every family has someone in that family, at least in their extended family, that are people of, of, people of drama. Every, every circle of friends seems to have that one person in that circle of friend, friends who tends to be a person of drama. These people change the atmosphere of the room when they show up. Uh, They make Thanksgiving dinner quite interesting and sometimes stressful. Uh, They make relationships difficult. They can disrupt unity. Let me describe some of these people of drama. I'm just going to give you a few of many, many that we could talk about this morning. First of all, there's Needy Nellie. Ever met her? Now, 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 we all need someone, and hopefully we all have someone, but needing Nellie is over the top. Constantly needing affection, constantly needing our time, constantly needing affirmation. And everything is always about them. No one has trouble like their trouble. If you try and share your problem, they'll say, you think you have problems, listen to mine. And if you try and share your victories, they will try and top you there. That they're needy, man. They are needy. And man is needy, Nelly, draining. And then there's manipulating Melvin. He always has to be in, in charge, always has to be in control. Things have to always go his way. Nobody has a good idea but him. His ideas are better than anyone else's ideas, at least in his own eyes. And he'll play this person against that person. And he will speak out of both sides of his mouth. And he will do whatever that he has to do to get things to go his way. He will slant everything his direction. There's always drama when manipulating Melvin is around. But don't forget about pouting Polly. Yeah, pouting Polly seems to always be depressed. She can't find good in anything. She sees the glass half empty. There's always something wrong. No matter how good something is, it's never quite good. She wears her feelings on her sleeves. She never goes anywhere without a box of Kleenex. Truth be told, she can dampen anyone's spirits. And then there's Whiny Willie. (laughs) Yeah, Whiny Willie. He whines about everything. Life's not fair is his favorite subject. He has an excuse for everything. 
He never takes responsibility for his mistakes. Nothing is ever his fault. Nothing ever pleases him. All you ever get from him is wine, wine, wine. And if I had the time this morning, we could talk about Critical Charlie. We could talk about Moody Mary. We could talk about Debbie Downer. We could talk about Grumpy Greg. We could talk about Jealous Jolene. And on and on and on it goes. The people of drama. Let me share one of my favorite Proverbs with you. You understand I read the book of Proverbs every single day. Let me share with you one of my very favorite Proverbs. It's found in Proverbs chapter 19 and verse number 3. And the proverb goes like this. People ruin their lives by their own foolishness. Say their own foolishness. People ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then they are angry at the Lord. Here's what I've learned, and that is God and the devil get blamed for a lot of things that they had absolutely nothing to do with. Things that we brought on ourselves by our own foolish choices and by our, our bad attitudes and by our over-dramatization. Okay, we've talked a little bit about the people of drama. Now let's talk about the problem of drama. I'm going to give you three things that drama does. First of all, it exaggerates the circumstances. It exaggerates the circumstances. In 1 Kings chapter 17 through chapter 19, we find recorded the story of God's lion-hearted prophet named Elijah. And if you read about him, you'll find him to be one of the most powerful and one of the most fearless prophets ever. You'll see in this story that he prophesied a a three-and-a-half-year drought, and it happened. He had the original gunfight at the O.K. Corral on Mount Carmel. Just him against 850 of King Ahab's false prophets. You'll read where he called fire down from heaven, and then he slew all 850 of these so-called You'll see also then that he prayed for the drought that had been going on for three and a half years where not even one drop of rain had had dropped for for three and a half years and yet he prays for the drought to stop and not only does it begin to rain but the Bible says there is a flood. Wow. It's a powerful prophet. Powerful prophet. I mean, this man had an impressive resume. Until, say until until chapter 19. And in chapter 19, Elijah gets a text from Queen Jezebel. And this text from Queen Jezebel says that he has just been placed number one on her FBI top ten most wanted list. What does he do? Does he stand up to her? Does he... Defeat her like he defeated everybody else? No, 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 no. He becomes a person of drama. This lion-hearted prophet, this powerful prophet and man of God falls into drama. If you'll read the story, you'll find that he runs away. I mean, he's just stood before 850 prophets, just him against 850 But he gets this text, and he runs away. 
And you'll read the story, you'll find that, that he finds the loneliest place possible. He folds himself into a fetal position and he starts sucking his thumb. Elijah begins to exaggerate his circumstances. I'm all alone, he says. I'm all alone. There's nothing I can do, he says. I might as well give up and die. Wah, wah, wah. The problem with drama is it exaggerates the circumstances. It sees things that aren't even there. And it doesn't see what is there. Now, did Elijah have a problem? Absolutely, absolutely. But, but problems were nothing new to him. That was nothing new to him. He had faced bigger problems than this before and had overcome every single one. Oh, the problem with drama is it exaggerates the circumstances. All of a sudden, a hill begins to look like a mountain. A puddle begins to look like an ocean. A kitty begins to look like a lion. Not only does drama exaggerate the circumstances, but it extends the situation. If you'll read 1 Kings chapter 19, you'll see that Elijah's saga continues. The Bible says that he leaves this lonely juniper tree and he goes, but where does he go? He goes to a dark, damp cave. And the Bible says that while he's in this cave that God speaks to him. And God speaks to him in the cave and God says to Elijah, he says, what are you doing here, man? You're my man. You're my, you're my go-to guy. What are you doing here, Elijah? See, the problem with drama is it extends the situation. The situation is already bad, but, but the drama adds to it and it extends the situation. And notice this, it takes us to dark places where we should never have gone. Dark places should never have gone. Ever been there? Elijah experienced some dark, depressing places that he would not have had to experience if only he had faced Jezebel and dealt with the problem at hand. And some of you this morning, you are dealing, you are in a dark place in your life today, but God is saying to you, what are you doing there, man? What are you doing there? Haven't I been with you in the past? Don't you think that the power I had in the past is available for you in the present? What are you doing there? What are you doing there? Why are you going from bad to worse? Why are you in this dark place? Elijah allowed himself to fall into drama which extended his negative circumstances and led him into a dark place. Proverbs 17 and 22 says, A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. Let's notice the third problem with drama, and that is it exasperates the people. Yeah, people of drama are hard to deal with, are they not? Because they don't see things rationally. They, they are out of balance. Hey, even God was exasperated with the drama of Elijah. What are you doing here? God asked Elijah. 
Proverbs 15 and 15 says, All the days of the oppressed are wretched. Oh, but the cheerful heart has a continual feast. All right, we've talked just a little bit about the people of drama. We've talked a little bit about the problem of drama. Let Dr. Benson give you the prescription for drama this morning. And by the way, I am a doctor. I am M.D. Benson. Dr. Benson, you understand the difference between M.D. Benson and Benson M.D., right? About a half a million a year. That's the difference. Amen. Let Dr. Benson give you the prescription for drama this morning. The first thing you need to do is recognize the common denominator. Recognize the common denominator. Hey, if Mike and Bill have a problem, and Mike and Jack have a problem, and Mike and Tom have a problem, and Mike and Tim have a problem, who's the problem? Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verse number 9 says, That which has been is what will be. That's what Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes 1 and 9. What has been is what will be. B, I like to say it like this, the greatest indicator of what a person will do is what they, what they have done. So recognize the common denominator. Drama is easily spotted and so are its participants. Second thing that you need to do and that is you need to refuse to take the bait. Refuse to take the bait. See, people of drama continually set a trap. They try to lure you in with enticing bait. They feed on controversy. Refuse to take the bait. Now, I will admit that this is very, very hard to do. Man, there's some times when I see a post on Facebook and, man, I want... Except mine's. <laughs> My wife will do, write something up and she'll say, can I send this? <laughs> no. <laughs> Hard. Not take the bait, right? Difficult. And especially when partial or bent truths are presented. See, people of drama love to stir the pot. And they present their personal preferences as fact. And they present themselves as both judge and jury. My prescription for you today is refuse to take the bait. Proverbs 13 and 16 says, wise people think before they act. It goes on to say, fools don't. And Proverbs 14 verses 15 and 16 says, only simpletons believe everything they're told. The wise carefully consider their steps. It goes on to say, the wise are cautious, fools plunge ahead. The third thing that is a part of this prescription is you need to restructure your boundaries. Proverbs 2 and 20 says, follow the steps of the good. Stay, say stay, 
stay on the paths of the righteous. You hear me say it quite often. We should love everybody, but hear me this morning, even the most dramatic people need friends. I understand that. Just be wise in structuring your boundaries. See, I've had to tell extended family members in the past, I can't go down this road with you. I've just had to tell them, I I can't go down this road with you. I've said, we're just going to have to agree to disagree. Because I know they're not going to change me, and I'm not going to change them. And and I've just said, you know, we just, uh, I just can't go down this road with you. Uh, I have pastor friends, and I have pastor acquaintances. There's a reason for this. So the prescription for drama includes restructuring your boundaries. See, not every relationship is good for you mentally or emotionally. And then here's a good part of the, of the prescription this morning. Remind yourself of your own drama. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7 and verse number 1 through 5, Jesus said, judge not and you will not be judged. He said, for with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. And Jesus said, and why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? I love Jesus, don't you? Some of you don't have a clue who Jesus really is. And he said in verse 4, Or how can you say to your brother, let let me remove the speck from your eye, and look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite. How does that for your sweet little Jesus? He must have been a bulldog. I've never called anybody a hypocrite out loud. (laughs) Hypocrite first First, remove the plank from your own eye, and then you'll be able to see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Don't you love Jesus? Isn't that awesome? See, I think this should be required reading for us every single morning. My father always said it like this. He said when he was preaching, he said, he said, when I point a finger at you, he said, I have three fingers pointing back me. Oh, remind yourself of your own drama. And finally, but mostly, reach out to Jesus for help. Reach out to Jesus for help. Whether you are a person of drama or you are dealing with a person of drama, Jesus is the answer. See, we can't fix drama. We can't fix drama. Jesus can. Matthew 11 and 28, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. And 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 17 says, To cast all of your care upon him, because he cares for. A prescription for drama this morning, reach out 
to Jesus for help. Our takeaway this morning is drama drains everyone. Drama drains everyone. But Jesus can refill you. Jesus is the answer today. I want to remind you of my disclaimer this morning. I, I'm not making light of your pain. I'm not making light of your problem. I'm not making light of your difficulty this morning. But I, I want to also challenge you this morning that your drama is not going to help you. It's going to extend the situation. It's going to take a bad situation. It's going to make it worse. Instead of Getting involved in drama and be a person of drama, I encourage you this morning, reach out to Jesus. Reach out to Jesus because whatever your problem is, whatever your situation is, whatever you're faced with, whatever is hurting, oh, oh, whatever is going on in your life this morning, oh, Jesus is your answer. And Jesus can help you. Lord, I just pray today that you'll take these few simple words of instruction today. And God, I pray that you will help us this morning, God. God, you promised that your word would not return void, but it would accomplish everything that you intended for it to accomplish. God, we're believing you today to do what needs to be done in this house in the hearts of your people today. In 